Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. Greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace alongside Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. It is a buy, seller hold Wednesday. We will get to your submissions coming up at uh, the bottom of the hour. We'll get through as many of the ones Aaron has selected as we can. And then uh, the ones that we didn't have time to get to, we will set you aside and get to those in our overtime today. For Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash Dace. That's blazetv.com slash Dace. That's where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber at a discount. It's uh, also, if you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, where you'll be able to watch today's overtime and all of the other exclusive content we do each and every day right here for you on Blaze TV. We'll be joined later in the program by our friend Daniel Horowitz, the prophet of woe and lamentation. Want to remind you about our friends over at First Cup Coffee Company. They are a Christian-owned patriot coffee company. They share your values, which is almost as important as the fact I'm told they make a hell of coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. Aaron gives them a a huge endorsement. Several of you in the audience that have tried it have sent me endorsements that we've shared on the air as well. There is a flavor for every freedom-loving American, and they don't sell you burnt coffee. In fact, uh, the roast date is on each and every bag. It's shipped within days of being roasted, in fact. Uh, So don't miss it at firstcup.com. Use code DACE, and you'll save an additional 10% on your order if you do. That's firstcup.com, code DACE, uh, to save 10%. And if you subscribe, you'll save an additional 10% as well for the life of your subscription at firstcup.com, promo code DACE. All right, with that, let's get rolling with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away, brought to you by the spirit of Antichrist is alive and well in the good old U.S. of A. Yesterday in Tennessee, a jury found six pro-lifers guilty of violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, or the FACE Act, for praying for women and counseling them outside of baby-killing clinics to not kill their babies. Here's what one of those protests looked like. Yeah, they're praying and singing hymns, and for that, a jury found Paul Vaughn and Chester Gallagher, both of Tennessee, Heather Idoni and Calvin Zastro of Michigan, Coleman Boyd of Mississippi, and Dennis Green of Virginia, all guilty. Those six pro-lifers now face up to 11 years in prison. Their sentencing will be this summer. In Iowa, you'll remember Michael Cassidy, that man from Mississippi, a veteran who came to the Iowa State Capitol around Christmas and smashed the visage of the satanic idol Baphomet. He was charged back then with criminal mischief, but now he's being charged with a hate crime. Court documents claim that the act was committed, quote, in violation of individual rights under Iowa's hate crime statute. Both pieces of evidence bring the charge to third degree criminal mischief, a class D felony. Cassidy is set to be arraigned on February 15th. So in red state United States, just in the past few days, we've learned Child Protective Services can take your child from you, move your child from one red state to another without your consent, all because you didn't consent to affirm their gender. A jury in another state all but doomed peaceful pro-lifers to prison for praying and singing hymns and counseling women. And prosecutors in Iowa now say that hating Satan is a hate crime. Anne Hathaway, your thoughts? What I love most about this community is the way you own the alphabet. (laughs) L, G, B, T, T, 
it is important to acknowledge that with the exception of being a cisgender male, everything about how I was born has put me at the current center of a damaging and widely accepted myth. That myth is that gayness orbits around straightness, transgender orbits around cisgender, and that all races orbit around whiteness. I appreciate this community so much because it's where I learned to reject this myth. I appreciate this community because together we are not just going to question this myth, we are going to destroy it. Learning the black speech of Mordor today, today's phrase is, I don't know who needs to hear this, but this is not good. Here's a couple of things that are good, though. Florida will no longer allow men pretending to be women and vice versa from changing their sex on their driver's license. Why? Uh, because that's sane. Here's something else that doesn't suck, although it this sounds like it does at the beginning. And this story is from Protestia. A month after evangelist Hans Schmidt was moved out of the intensive care unit and into a long-term care facility within a hospital, the result of being shot in the head while street preaching, he returned to church with his family in tow and even played the drums during the service. The 26-year-old former military combat medic who was married with two small children was preaching the gospel in the public square last November when he was fired upon, causing significant bodily injury. He was able to make it back to the church despite having a bullet lodged in his brain, but once in the hospital, his condition rapidly deteriorated until detectives and doctors thought he would not make it. Despite the initial grim prognostication, Hans has improved greatly in the last two months, though he faces many challenges physically and cognitively, according to his wife. Shot in the head while street preaching, and now just a few months later, back in church. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Preborn. They, they understand the larger spiritual issues at play as Aaron just laid out in his montage. Uh, and that's why they have been such a successful pro-life ministry over the years, regardless of who's in power. They, uh, they don't look to negotiate a seat at the table uh, and sell uh, their principles uh, and, and brand people that don't deserve the title pro-life. They, they just go out on the streets, man. Uh, and they do hand-to-hand combat with the enemy, literally. Soul-to-soul combat with the enemy. Try to save as many babies and their moms as they possibly can. And they need our help. And last year, y'all did a phenomenal job here at The Blaze. You helped them save over 58,000 babies last year. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But the battle continues, and it's a new year. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, did you know even with Bidenflation, it's only 28 bucks to pay for an ultrasound that has about 80% odds over the years of convincing a mother that is considering abortion to not murder her child once she sees, hears, and really feels that heartbeat. It's an investment very much worth your time and your money. Uh, If you want to make a donation today, uh, just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby on your mobile phone. Pound 250, keyword baby on your mobile phone. Or keep it simple, just do what our family does when we donate to Preborn. Uh, Just go to preborn.com slash Steve. Once again, that is preborn.com slash Steve. Looking at 
when Aaron highlighted in his montage and looking at the contrast there, uh, what were there, uh, Aaron, four or five stories you had in that montage? Yeah. And this is where it requires, I think, eyes to see and ears to hear. And I, and I think it requires eyes of faith to truly understand the signs of the times and, and what to do about them. If you lack that, then probably the best you're going to be able to do up against the spiritual forces that are at play whether you see them or not. I think this is very under, I mean, this is, this is important to understand. The larger spiritual issues and conflicts from the unseen realm that are playing out now in our culture, visibly, these principalities are clashing in what you and I are calling news nowadays, whether you see it or not. It, it is not contingent on whether you understand that. Just as the weather is not contingent on whether you approve, just as gravity is not contingent upon whether or not you affirm. Two plus two equals four, whether you recognize that or not. So I'm not, I'm not giving you a perspective here. I'm giving you a fact. What you are watching play out in this culture right now is you are watching real spiritual warfare play out. And maybe it's been going on for a long time, but it was very subtle or we were in the opening stages of it or people were maybe unaware of the forces they were bringing to bear into the light and it was just, you know, manifestations of their own sinfulness to, you know, unlatch Pandora's box for a generation or so. But it is, it is extremely obvious now. I, I go back, I saw somebody put this on social media this morning, quoting from Pat, Buch- Pat Buchanan's speech at the 1992 Republican convention in Houston, for which he was greatly panned, right and left, and... Uh, excommunicated by many people, even on the right, for saying this. But he, he mentioned, hey, there's a spiritual battle taking place in America. And that is the source of our culture, our so-called culture war. 30 years ago, that was prescient. Today, it is obvious. If you don't see it, you are willfully ignoring it. And, and if we don't understand that, if we, if we don't understand the enemy we are truly up against, I mean, I, I, I see people right now, and it's, it, it's people I like and respect. And I, I see them, some of them are friends of mine. But I, but I see them kind of having the same territorial arguments and disputes. You know, like we've had every other election cycle. I'm withholding my vote. This person's not good enough. Okay. 
Why are you withholding your vote and not helping us save America? You guys see some of this? It's just like, man. (laughs) We We are way past the looking glass here, Alice. Way down the rabbit hole. Way down. That does not mean this is not an important election. I have, I've been saying for the last year that I think it might be the most important of my lifetime, finally, for the first time. But understand, no singular election outcome, no matter how much we would perceive it to be righteous, is going to seal the pit of Abaddon back up. Not going to close the pit. The pit is open. If you don't know what that's a reference to, I'll give you one that lines up with Aaron's montage. The black gate is open. The orcs are in the Shire. Or as Shakespeare put it, hell is empty. For all the devils are here. What's happening is the spirit of the age has been at least one cycle of cultural conflict ahead of us the entire time, which is typical when you're the uh, when you're the invading force like the Japs were ahead of us on December 7th, 1941, right? Yes, they were the invading force, you know, Muhammad Atta. And his fellow conspirators, they were ahead of us on 9-11, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you're the invading force, you're the one poking the bear, provoking the fight. You're usually ahead of that whom you're invading. So that's, that is not new. The, the, the question is, how quickly can you get up to speed of the reality of your situation? And we are just beginning to get up to speed about the reality of our situation. We are, we are finally having conversations along the lines of the stuff I was just saying out in the open, and that's great. But understand, we're, one or, we're at least two moves behind. We're at least two moves behind. And we got to catch up fast. Let me give you an example of what I mean, and it's right in Aaron's montage. The enemy, the spirit of the age, understands. I mean, I, w- I got a text. I'm, we'll, we'll ask Daniel Horowitz about this when he gets on the show later. But South Dakota is essentially trying to just make it that anybody can just drive up and vote. Why? In, in light of the last election we just went through? And, and what is South Dakota, heavily urban state with a lot of people that just, you know, it's busy, don't have time, don't understand how the post office works. Like apparently is the case in your home state of Milwaukee, of Wisconsin, the people apparently in Milwaukee County don't know what a post uh, postage stamp you know, mark is or what a drop dead date is, you know, so we have to just take their ballots till 4 a.m. and, you know, for another week after the election. Right. Apparently in South Dakota, they're that dumb, too, I guess. I don't know. Why did they need this? Why is this even being proposed? Why is this even being debated? Did you have, I've got to alert South Dakotans 
about election interference on your 2024 bingo card. Was that on your bingo card here on January 31st? Nope. No. Nope. See, the spirit of the age understands. It goes back to what we talked about earlier this week with all that lawfare that's embedded. We're just now becoming aware of years of placement of, of legalities. We're just now doing it. I saw Trump put out a post on Truth Social yesterday. Hey, we're going to go ahead and you maybe interview some law firms that might know what they're doing. Well, that's a good thing. Would have been a good thing, you know. To quote Adam Sandler, things I wish I told that somebody wish I told me yesterday. Okay, that, that's good. You're doing it. Should have done it six months ago, bro. Okay. Should have done it six months ago. But hey, I get it. You had to you had to run a hundred million dollars in ads on desanctimonious. So you were busy. Cool. I got it. So we're behind. The spirit of the age. So so we're going to bring all this critical mass to win this election. And that is important. Do not. Miss, I, I want to make sure no one takes this as me saying it's not clear. I want to make that very clear. Okay. I want to make that very clear. It is important. But you have to understand the spirit of the age has already moved on. It will fight scratch and claw to win, but it's going to fight scratch and claw to win with the machinations and infrastructure it already had. It's put in place. It's anticipating our moves, what we're going to do. Which is exactly, which is exactly why it went after Mark Houck. That's exactly why it's putting these, it's going to put, try to put these pro-lifers in prison. Because here is the next move. The next move is that we finally wake up and it won't be a lot of us. So don't get your hopes up, but it won't be, it won't be nobody either. It won't be nobody. All right. It'll be it'll be it'll not be as many people as we need, but it'll be more people than the spirit of the age had hoped. All right. Are going to wake up and realize um, we're going to have to do this ourselves. I mean, that elections aren't going to fix this no matter who our champions are. We're really just debating what's the size of the dent we're going to put in this, but we're not going to we're not going to close Abaddon. The pit is open. Now, now no one person. Not even not the slayer of Florida or the seller of hems of his garment are is going to singularly close the black gate of Mordor. We're going to have to be the Frodo's here. Not going to be one Aragorn doing this for us. We're going to have to be the Frodo's. The average person willing to throw the ring into the fire. It's anticipating this. It knows that's the next move. More and more organized resistance on a local and individual level. So it is attempting to set the stage right now. Right now, it's just a few people here and there. These 11 pro-life activists, none of us heard of. Although I've, in another life, I actually knew Cal Zastro. I haven't heard his name in many years. But none of us knew of this case 72 hours ago, right? We didn't even know about right. it, okay? Nobody knew who Mark Halk was until he went on trial, right? Right? These, these, they're trying to set examples to threaten you. Don't end up like these people.
It knows this is the next move. It knows. It's already prepped for it. So we're on Twitter right now. People with check with blue check marks arguing with each other. Well, I'm going to vote for the candidate. We have to win no matter what. And I, if you, you just don't want to save America as much as me if you don't agree. Other people are like, well, I'm not going to vote for the candidate. He's a terrible human being. And you just don't have the integrity I do uh, if you don't go along with it. There's good arguments. I get them on both sides. I've been on both sides of these arguments in the time of my career. But understand. Understand you're having yesterday's argument. You're having 2008's argument. Okay? We're behind. Spirit of the age is already working on the next step in this conflict. When people begin to individually push back, to individually resist, to locally push back, to locally resist, and it's already setting precedence and laying down markers in anticipation of that, so that these first waves of, I guess we'll call them culture war Navy SEALs, aren't joined by large armadas landing on the the cultural war equivalent of uh, beaches in northern France. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not just unloading ships with armadas of people saying, here and no further, to scare you. And to keep you in the box of, you know what, don't do anything on your own. Don't take any initiative. Stay where you're at and just keep trying to vote your way out of this with a system we have complete and total control of. To the point that even on a, on a Wednesday morning in, in January, uh, you've got to wake up and wonder why the hell is North Dakota just going to let anybody vote? Why would they do that? What's the point of that? Or South Dakota, I'm sorry. What, what are we doing? What is that? Who even asked for that? Who needed that? What was the point? Remember the woman we had on? who was the attorney in Wisconsin who was trying to get rid oh, of the yeah. drop boxes there yeah, after 2020. A couple of times, yeah. yeah. Do you remember what she, what she ended up finding out when she followed the trail of where the, where the drop boxes came from in Wisconsin and it didn't come from the democratic governor. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. It came from what the Republican legislature put them there. Yeah. And we just blew our minds when she told us this. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. What would, what was the point of why, why would Republican legislatures just put drop boxes everywhere so that massive ballot harvesting could take place? Why would they do this? Here's the thing. While we're trying to answer that, Spear of the Age is playing the next round already, man. Lined up. It's ready. It's ready. Now, our problem is our churches have pastors like Alistair Begg, that the ones who are loyal to the the Bible, the minute the conflict, though, rages, that, the, that you, know, the, you, know, you, know, you know what a perpendicular symbol is, by the way? What's that look like? That's the cross. That's the cross. Pretty perpendicular symbol, right? They hung Jesus up on one of those, right? Two beams that intersect. All right, so they, they want to make it look like the church and, and what's happening in the world are parallel. Like the church is like outside of this, some, like some it, m- monastic ethereal realm, even though it's not in a remote location like the monasteries of old. It's right in the middle of the battle. But we're just ignoring it. Even go to the tranny, even go to the tranny wedding, buy him a gift, in fact. That's too many of our churches, so we're not prepped for this. We're not ready. We're going to do our best to help you get ready with our little sliver corner of the world, but that's all that it is, a little sliver corner of a larger world. 
It knows what we're going to do next. It's anticipating it. And so it is attempting to lay down precedent saying, you don't want to be like them. You don't want to end up like them. You don't want to follow in their footsteps. Why did the Romans crucify people in broad daylight and in public? Why did they do that? You'd literally just be walking the main road into a city gate and there would be the people being executed. You'd be with your kids going down the main road to go through into a major city gate and you'd walk by people with bleeding out and asphyxiating in the hot sun on a cross. Why would they do that? This could be you next time. That's exactly why they did that. Yes. Yep. It was a warning. And so is this. So yes, man, this election is important. It certainly could play a role in how much higher the hill we have to climb is, okay? But if you're arguing if you're if we're arguing with each other about the particulars of this on the fringes one way or the other, already lost, regardless of the outcome in 279 days. Already lost. Because the spirit of the age is ready. It's prepped. It's already fighting the next round of this fight. And we're not even in the next round yet. We're not even there yet. We're fighting the last round still. And if you don't, here's the other thing you'll do too. If you don't understand the spiritual signs of the times, the best you'll be able to come up with is a form of greater outrage against their outrage mob. And everything will be your form of grievance against their form of grievance. And you will exhaust people in the process. They'll be like, hey man, I just, I'm trying to be an American here. I just, I, I just want to watch the Super Bowl, man. I, 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 don't even, I don't care who Taylor Swift is banging and who's banging her. I don't care, man. I, I'm just here to watch a game. What the hell are you, why are you sending me all these memes and, e- and, and chain emails? I don't, it's just a football game, bro. What are we doing? I think it's, I mean, this is the World Economic Forum. I don't even know, I don't, I don't even know where Davos is. Because you're fighting, you're arguing down here. Because you don't see what's going on up here. I'll stop there. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Well, it's important to say uh, this. I'm only speaking for me, but Aaron and I at the end of the year put down top 10 stories of the year. I'm marking down right now, January 31st is one of my uh, most important days of the year in this, this news cycle. Because this is when I became convinced that this election is the least consequential of my lifetime. If we don't get some level of a revival, this, this is meaningless. I, I was right about 2022. I said that one, that red wave, knowing in the face of all that, that was the, I was right. That was clearly, and we passed on it. The two places we didn't, where we kind of had a do-over, was Iowa and Florida. And somehow those two forces here just recently came together in the form of Ron DeSantis responsible for Florida and here the Iowa caucuses, which is why I felt there was a bulwark. We had a second chance of it. Nope, totally rejected. This is, guys, this is the most meaningless election of our lifetime. Well, now in Iowa, we have to fight whether it's a hate crime to tear down. Which was uh, in the a, montage, a, a, which is a, why I'm a saying. A statue to the source and author of our hate. Yeah. And yes. we don't even, and that, yeah. that guy who just wants to watch a Super Bowl, I'm sorry, he's as much guilty as all this. Because along with all the Taylor Swift stuff going on, in this same news cycle, and my, my threat, my feed is flooded with it, is the AG of Tennessee and over in Virginia. They're going all in against the NCAA because the great victims of this world are college football players we 
and they're taking we're going to take down the NCAA. They're all over Twitter, including the AG and Bill Lee, the governor of Tennessee. Have we got the manifesto from the trans killer who shot up that school and killed six people yet? Have they gone to work on that and proudly tweeted that? But they're going to make sure. I'm going to Tennessee this weekend for TennesseeStands.org. I guarantee you there's far more people Take there. Take me with you. Uh, there's far more people there that want to make sure that, that, that their, their infrastructure fights the NCAA than yes. wants to get access that's to why, that manifesto. Guarantee it. And that's why you lose. Why is this election consequential if those are our priorities? You don't care. You don't care. Resent me all you want to for pointing this out, sports bro or Taylor Swift bro or whoever bro you are. You have different priorities than your children being murdered and your children being raped. You just do. January 31st, Aaron, that's on my top 10 list for next year. What's it say that my attempt to include some good news in this montage included a story of a street preacher getting shot in the head and surviving? I'll just leave it there. We're going to have to just, we got to catch up. We're going to have to get a little wiser, a little shrewder. We're behind. And the enemy is not going to wait for us to catch up. Buy, sell, and hold is next. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. So we have told you about uh, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team, how outstanding they are. I've talked about our own family's uh, interaction with them over the years. Uh, Wendy sent me a note last night. Uh, I wanted you to know we made the switch to Patriot Mobile. I cannot begin to tell you how great their customer service has been. Just to switch, we had to call support. The initial phone call took over an hour. They called AT&T to get our phones unlocked. We got that taken care of, or so we thought. We activated our SIM cards today. Once again, we needed customer support as we did not have all the information to activate it online. Again, we had to have our phones unlocked as it did not happen the previous time. Long story short, the first rep spent uh, all the time needed, uh, and the second phone would not recognize the card Every customer service problem we had, they helped correct us right away. 
uh, and this time everything, and then they expedited everything. Uh, the agent checked with the supervisor. She just sent me a follow-up email uh, that uh, she was told it was going to take a couple of days for it to get expedited. Uh, and now it arrived. Everything she needed this morning at 9.30 a.m. She's up and running. Thank you guys for advertising with Patriot Mobile. Sounds like AT&T made it as hard as possible for her to switch. And Patriot Mobile did their part on their end. And uh, she now is a satisfied customer. If you want to sign up with Patriot Mobile, so you're not directly funding your enemies, if you can avoid it, and you get outstanding customer service as well as access to all the major networks out there, go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Use the offer code Steve uh, to get a free activation. And you can also call them at 972-PATRIOT. Offer code Steve for a free activation at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Let's get to it. It is time for buy, sell, or hold. This is where Aaron, thanks to many of you, will toss towards Todd and I a series of suggestions, lists, predictions. Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? If at any point, though, you use your hold in clear violation of the dude code, you have stubbornly and weakly refused to take a position, take a stance. Uh, I'm going to make you watch Aaron's montage again. I I, I mean, going to suffer through that, at least the first half of it all over again. That's what we're going to do. No holds. It's Festivus, and it's time for the airing of grievances. Indeed. I, 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 I think Todd would almost rather spoon with Lindsey Graham than watch the first half of that montage again. Fair? You didn't have to do that. I know. But it's just my way. All right, the let's get to it. The is over. Let's get to it. We'll begin with our muckety-muck uh, Gaston Mooney, who says the Lions advance to the divisional round next year. Well, they did that this year. So, okay, I'll buy. Sure. They did that this year. Okay. Next, Ron Burt says DeSantis's suspension of his campaign is a tactical withdrawal, like a Dunkirk, in order to conserve resources, build street cred, and live to fight another day in this election cycle, because he actually is a master of four-dimensional chess. Sell. Sell. You're, you're, I think you're right about a lot of that, but not, it's not about this cycle. I think that they clearly recognized the boomer heart wants what the boomer heart wants. And just to get the hell out of the way and, okay, all yours. Good luck to you. I I think it's not about this cycle at all. I don't. It's all sell. Yeah, and short of the revival I just got done talking about, not possible anyways. I mean, we had him on last week, and I asked him about this, and what did he say to us? We got to make sure we have a country in four years. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not, I'm just telling you. Having speak, having getting to know him personally and interviewing him now several times publicly, he's not just throwing that out there, man, flippantly. Okay, he's not. So yeah, he, I I mentioned this before. I, I don't know if it's absolutely prophetic timing because again, Band of Brothers came out in two thousand and one, and I I love uh, Saving Private Ryan, and this was the. Uh, came out of that with uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg watching that. So I'm just watching it now. I, there was no somebody mentioned it online. I said, you know what? Uh, um, let's let's put this in. It's, it's been too long. I, I have no good reason for not having seen this. It, I think it, God just needed me to see how clearly to solidify whatever sliver of me was not prepared to say that this is the 
least important election of our lifetime. It's because I needed to see that. It's, it, we, those men, I'm injured. I have shrapnel on me. I've got parts of me blown off. I need to go back to the line. I'm not letting my buddies down. And it's based, it's, it is, it is not just a fictional kind. It is based on Easy Company. The real guys. This is what they did. We can't be bothered. We got, we got way too much comfort to seek out. Along those lines, I just saw this from the Babylon Bee. Brock Purdy excited to finally see Taylor Swift live since he can't afford Eros tour tickets. <laughs> or Eras tour tickets, I should say. Because uh, he's you know the last pick in the draft. He's still making really good money, obviously. But, uh, but there's was, multiple storylines in yeah. there that we've already brought up. Do you know that they, they've met, that there's more than 100 college football players that make more money than Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you aaron exactly <laughs> exactly but you got stuff to do sports bro <sighs> next up tyler bruder says uh, he has a list uh, best songs from these different brands uh foreplay and long time by boston it's not right. their signature song but i agree it is their best song i will buy yeah land of confusion by genesis uh, i love that yeah. song i'm in it, I'm, I'm buying on that yeah i, I it is a fun song, but this is Genesis. We're talking, it is not their best song. I do think it's their best song. I'm buying. Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Brother, you're three for three. I think that's their magnum opus as yep. well. I'm buying. Agreed. Yep. The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. I'm okay uh, with this pick. It's a great song. I would it, go go your own way personally. I, I would go. Song. I would go uh, go your own way as well. Um, or even don't uh, don't stop. Okay, yeah, I know I mean, that was kind of sullied by being the Clinton 92 campaign song. It's a great tune, though. Mm -hmm. But that is also a great song. So it wouldn't be my choice, but I'm okay with the choice, so I will buy. And Don't Bring Me Down by Electric Light Orchestra. I don't know enough about their catalog. I mean, I know that song doesn't, but... Yeah, I'm not a huge ELO guy. I, you know, I know that. Telephone heavily line influenced and a few by others. Beatles. Yes, Jeff Lynne was heavily influenced by the Beatles. Um, so I'm I okay love with, ELO. I, I'm okay with that. If, you know, that's that's one of their signature songs. I'm okay with that. By the way, I think the three Fleetwood Mac songs that we all we just talked about would be our choices. Aren't they all on the same album? Aren't all three of those Rumors? songs from Rumors? Yeah. Aren't Go Your that's Own Way, Don't Stop, and top The Chain all from... The, time, yeah, yeah. They, it is one of the top, telling, uh, top 10 selling albums of all time. You're right. Okay. Next, Data Masked says Steve will speak at CPAC before a certain congresswoman, Elon Omar, is expelled. Bye. Uh, I will buy. I mean, Elon yeah, Omar will be see? president before I speak at CPAC. See? Look at okay. what we just did there. We never do that. We never buy on that. On this day when we realize this is the least important election of our lifetime, we turn the, the tide. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Samuel Adams says hard copies of books are as important to start hoarding as food storage. Meaning they won't give you access to certain things digitally when, uh, yeah. when they take over, totally take over. Someone watched the book of Eli last night because <laughs> that's essentially the plot line uh, that drives that movie in a dystopian future. Yeah. It's a phenomenal movie, by the way. Uh, but uh, yes, you, bye. I could buy that. Yeah. Is it, and this is now where, where I feel old. I just can't get into reading books on 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 a I can digital basis. Never I just, have been a. I, I just yeah. it, it doesn't. I need to feel the book in my hand. Does that make sense? I, I oh, just, I absolutely. I can't read it. like on a Kindle or an iPad. It just doesn't feel well, like I'm reading a book. As a as somebody who likes to, the neat thing about the Kindle, it's here. I am the guy who's talking about comfort. 
the fact that you can like say I want to get this book right now and just get it right now it's mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing but I for that's what this person's saying for now you can yeah, for, exactly yeah Which, then then we gotta get rid of the sooner or later though we gotta yeah. get rid of the wrong thing right exactly this yeah. guy's right bye David Bush I kind of laughed when I saw this one Alistair Begg renames his show Grace for Life Kindness for Life or Bridges for Life in is the it, near future is it called Truth <sighs> for Life right now yeah, yeah. is that <laughs> yeah. yes there's been quite a, Aaron and I were talking, I mean, there's been quite a bit of takes. I saw a lot of the takes that were against him and sympathetic to us, but Aaron said, oh, there's a lot of them that are a few, uh, yeah. affirming him and or. I really, really, really want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I thought, I thought we did that as best as we could uh, yesterday, because uh, no doubt the, the number of preachers in this country with large ministries like he has who really and truly have a, a stellar track record of holding fast to the truth of God's word is very, very few. But the application here is just completely bungled. That's always where that's in the end. That's always where the rubber hits the road. And this is why Jesus says, why do you call me Lord if you do not do what I say? This is why the word says, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers also. Okay. This is why Jesus says, by their fruit, you will know them. I mean, the application, it, the absorption of God's word is hard enough. It's hard enough to internalize it. But where you really see how serious someone is, is when it comes to the application of it. You know what another word for application is? Hmm. A work. Fair. If we're doing it in the context of the work that stems forth from the belief, rather than the work drives the belief, I agree with you. Okay. Um, I think that... Faith without application is... Dead. I agree. I, t- well, it, I, 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 I agree I'm with just, that. Yeah. We're riffing now. We're riffing. I completely agree with that. Okay. I think that... I'll just leave it here. Most men don't finish well. They don't. Most men in history, most men in the scriptures. It's because most, we're men. Yeah, most men don't finish well. And and I, I think it's entirely possible of all the movies ever made, the most unintentionally prophetic line of dialogue in the history of of motion picture cinema is when Harvey Dent says in The Dark Knight, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I, I cannot think of a more unintentionally, what do I mean unintentionally, meaning that it's, it's not a direct citation of something meant to be prophetic. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's its own line of dialogue. They're not citing something biblical. Like you could go watch the old sandal biblical epics like Ben-Hur and there's more prophetic lines of dialogue than that, okay? But they're citing wor- prophetic works. In this case, what I just mean unintentionally, meaning just a, just in, in the natural realm, an observation of truth that, 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 that the truth indicates is true. And to me, I can't think of one other than that's better than you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Few men finish well. Very few men do. Very few. Next, we go to Spuds Whitmer, who has uh, top 10 Gen X 
pop and rock bands that can hold their own against the boomers or with the boomers. Number 10, Soundgarden. I will buy. Limited catalog. They broke up too soon. But if you per capita that catalog, I would agree. I'll buy. Number nine, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. You okay with that one? Yeah. Okay, I'll buy. All right, then. Number eight, Radiohead, sell. Sell. Just way yeah, too not, whiny. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know much about Radiohead's catalog. I never got into it. It's just constant whining. That, that it's, okay. Isn't there... That, that there it's, that, like, that, it's, like a, it's like you're listening to a ghost most of the time. Ooh, and ooh, it's they're like the that. ones that do creep, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm a loser. I mean, come on, man. I mean, just, yeah. You are correct. We agree. So I'm turning you off. Okay. Number seven, Coldplay. Eh. I mean, See, I know they're a huge band, but not my cup of tea, really. Yeah, I want to say the same thing, but I can't tell if that's basically if we're just getting old and if Coldplay, if you, if Coldplay and Smashing Pumpkins, for example, were just flipped era-wise, we'd be saying the same yeah, thing I would in say reverse. That's, good, that's fair. That's I'd, fair. Just, because I they came in, they came in right as I was kind of, you know, tuning yeah. out of pop right. music. So, so I was entirely huge possible. Coldplay fan when I was younger. The only reason why I'm not selling on this now, though, is Viva, Viva La Vida. That album is just a work of art. All right, so it's since incredible. it's Aaron's era, we will defer to you. What's the answer on this? Yeah, you have to just on Viva La Vida okay. alone. You got to. Okay. Yeah, our answer is your answer then. Okay. Uh, number six, Green Day. I completely agree yeah, on this. I'll, I'll buy. Yeah. Number five, Lincoln Park. This is again I, where I would, I'll have to defer to Aaron I on this. I don't know much yeah. of anything about Lincoln Park. They took... Um, being all things to all people to heart, but I could they go up against the classic boomer? No, no, I don't think so. Number four, Guns and Roses. Yeah, absolutely. I see, I'm gonna sell really one album. No, Use Your Illusion one and two, way overrated. I thought oh, Appetite for Destruction is a though. great is a great album. Uh, it's I'm all the more sell. impressive because it's just that. I mean, that it, I mean, it was. They were, I mean. Okay, are we, they, saying, they, are we saying they could like open just, up for Skinner or the Allman Brothers? Are we saying they could do that? Then okay, I'll yeah, buy. All right, okay. I mean, fine. they're the most notable one on this list so far for I me. I completely disagree with that, but okay. Number three, Metallica. They would yes. be the most notable yes. band on the well, list. Well, I said so far. So, yeah, not, yeah. Metallica, absolutely. Number two, Pearl Jam. Yes. Uh, well, much of it is inspired by boomer music. It's their own derivative version of it. So, yes. Number one, Foo Fighters. I think I think I think Foo Fighters and U two are the two best bands of the last thirty plus years, in my view. So, I will buy. Yeah, I think it, Foo Fighters is overrated, I, but I don't. Which is not to say I don't think they belong on this list. Which is amazing. We've said there. We agree that this band is overrated, but not even Nirvana's not even on that list. Hmm. Which is interesting. Uh, next, Zach Todd says, any week the show doesn't get uh, or make it on Media Matters hit list is a week it fails its audience. I, I'm going to buy that. I think that's tough but, but fair. I think that's tough but fair, but I think Media Matters knows this. So I think they have to like, every once in a while, we can't like, we can't do it again. We can't, we can't let them think that they're that important. Are we being psyoped by Media Matters? I, I, th I think perhaps. So they're I, ignoring us. I think they're us. psyoping themselves. Our they're ignoring us in the hopes that we will get increasingly outrageous <laughs> in order to get their attention, in order yes. to be on their list again. Is that Something what you're saying? Like that, yeah. Yeah. Increasingly sure. unhinged so they can then increasingly, you know, write about us? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think our show stenographer over there, what's her name? Ethel. I can't remember. Is it Ethel? Ethel Abigail? Deborah? Myrtle? <laughs> Deborah. I think, I think she Karen. Kind of, I think she gave up on us, actually. 
A little bit. Uh, Troy says, after this month with DeSantis dropping out, Detroit's implosion in the second half and Harbaugh's departure, Steve will start ending the show with Job 1 through 21. I Guys, we, we won the national championship. We won a national championship. Okay, we haven't, we haven't won a solo national championship since 1948. It's the second hardest championship in all of popular sports in America. Yeah, because you can't play your way in. You have to be invited to do it, you know, number one. Number two, my, my pro football team won two playoff games in a single season for the first time in the Super Bowl era. That's 58 years. I wasn't alive. I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm good for a bit. So, I mean, I just I, I went out to the Rose Bowl and saw one of the most amazing moments in the history of that game with my kid. I mean, I'm, I'm all right, man. My, my sports bro world is doing pretty good. I'm good. More buy, sell, or hold next. With hour two here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and then all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can take advantage of that a couple of different ways. Email us, Steve at SteveDace.com. You can also uh, like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Gitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you listen to the podcast and have not done this, heck, even if you have, do it again couple times uh, leave us a five-star review please thank you to all of you the thousands upon thousands of you who have done that already uh, please also hit subscribe or if you're on itunes follow that way every time we do a new episode like today it will show up in your feed every single time like today and thanks to all of you that have done that for us as well thanks to our friends over at relief factor for uh sponsoring part two a buy, sell, or hold this week. If you're someone who suffers from a lot of chronic pain, what would you give to be out of it? Far too often we deal with this pain by trying to take medications that make us drowsy or have other uh, potential bad side effects. And a lot of times these medications may only mask the pain, which is usually a result of too much inflammation in your body. So how about something that fights that inflammation instead? And that's what Relief Factor seeks to do without making you feel, feel groggy or weird. It's drug-free, a daily supplement that is created by physicians who can prescribe drugs because they wanted to help the body actually fight the inflammation inflammation that's causing the pain over the years over a million people have tried the three-week quick start from relief factor and about 70 percent of them have gone on to stick with the company afterwards because of the results they've seen in just three weeks or less so what do you have to lose for 20 bucks why not see if you see a difference in your pain in three weeks or less if you're not part of that 70 percent success story uh, call them at 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief or it's even simpler just go to relieffactor.com get the three-week quick start today at relieffactor.com Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz returns. But until then, we continue on with buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. We'll go next to Smoked DeSantis Boots, who says uh, Mount Rushmore of smoked meats, sausage, pulled pork, brisket, and meatloaf or turkey legs? Take off the meatloaf, and that's a pretty good list. Yeah, I agree. If you take off the meatloaf, my wife hates me because she loves meatloaf, but take off the, uh, the, the, the meatloaf. 
wholeheartedly agree with all four. I'm a huge brisket guy. Just to show you guys I'm maturing, all right? I nearly walked into saying out loud on the air, I love sausage. I almost did it. I, I, I stopped myself knowing that was getting memed everywhere. Okay. And I was <laughs> just, just going to step on that rake and walk right into that closed fist, but I held off. Okay. So practicing a little bit more discernment here in the year 2024. All right. But yeah, I, the, I like the list. I'll buy it. You the bet. creative editing of the, the meme makers <clears throat> clearly will not be able to take your explanation. No, as but it's having it's, in it's, fact it, said it, it, it. So it's not as potent if it didn't happen organically. You know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm letting you know in the in arrears that uh, I, I stopped myself from uh, opening myself up to such a shot. It's just not the same thing. It's not. How close are you to getting a smoker, Steve? Remember, we almost bought one yep. at the at last fall, you know, when everything goes on sale mm-hmm. for the end of the, the season. What's the, what we were looking at? Uh, Traeger. The, 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 what was it? What'd you say? Traeger. The Traeger and the Blackstone. We were down to those two. And brother, I got to tell you, man, I mean, I, I went back and forth because Ace Hardware had uh, free delivery and free, in, uh, free assembly. If you, bought, if you bought with them at the end of the season because they were trying to get rid of their inventory. I mean, I, and I was in that store. I was in my local Ace for a half an hour. Going back and forth, back and forth, asking questions, looking at stuff, reading stuff online, having a very hard time to make the decision. All right. I ended up going with the uh, the Blackstone. The final thing was it did kind of seem, man, that the the maintenance on that Traeger was just like another miniature part time job, you know. But I thought about it long and hard, man. It was really close. It was like a 5149 decision. Todd, how close are you? To getting a smoker? Yeah. I'd like, I down the road a little bit. I think yeah. I will for sure right now, but I do love meatloaf. So I'll say that. It requires, you know, days where you have a lot of time at home, and neither of you have that right now. Yeah. Um, next, we go to Mini Bomber. We are entering the point where most of the comfortable, safe, and suppressed Christian ways of making a difference are being exhausted. What a great way to summarize things. What a phenomenal way. Absolutely, you bet. That's that's. Were there ever though? Safe, well, that's comfortable. A se- that's a suppressed. separate. That's a separate debate. Okay, and 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 a worthy one yeah. for sure. Okay, but if especially if we're putting that in in comparison to what it's going to take now, I think that's definitely true. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like running for office as a believer is never easy. Okay, running, running for office and, and not wanting, not, wi- not willing to lose your soul in the process. That's, that's just never an easy process in any era. All right. We all agree on that, you know? So if we're saying in comparison to what it will take now, that is, that's cash money, homie dynamite. I'll buy for sure. I think that's very well said. Absolutely buying. Next, we go to Fossil Fools, who says the number one question. <laughs> nice name. And it's a picture. The, the profile picture is one of, uh, is that John Kerry? There? It looks like John Kerry with a very creepy smile. Yes. Number one question that should be asked of every politician on camera is this. Is crossing the border into the U.S. as a non-citizen illegal? That's the number one question. He adds, if the answer is yes, uh, why do we need new laws about the border? I'm going to buy because I like the way you framed this. I don't think it's the number one question to ask candidates. Um, but I, I, I certainly think it could. You know, hey, if, if you think it's the number one issue, and I probably agree with you, um, then I still think there's more important meta questions to ask. But I love the way that you framed your question. Uh, and so there, therefore, I'm going to buy. 
Bye bye. Next, we go to unprecedented infringement. Dustin, uh, who has this cycle. Number one is tolerate. Number two is acceptance. Number three is participate and celebrate. And number four is to be determined. This goes for anything he says, illegal immigration, drags, queen, story hour, LGBTQ, law and justice. I, I agree. I'll buy. But I don't think the fourth step is to be determined. I think the, the, the fourth step is um, compulsive uh, enforcement to demonstrate allegiance. I think that's what the fourth step is. That that it, it goes from um, why are what two people are doing, uh, consenting adults are doing in the privacy of their own bedroom. Why is, is that any business of yours to uh, you will do the same in your bedrooms and you will let us uh, show the same to your children. In fact, I, I think the fourth step is actually not ambiguous at all. I think it's pretty obvious. OK, I mean, this is. You know, um, I, so I have another. So this 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 tails into uh, kind of the first cycle there. We talk about the power of language. Whoever controls language controls debate, and how the left has been masters at this for the most part uh, over the last generation and a half at least. Do you believe buy, sell, or hold? The first successful redefining of a word or term was the redefinition of the word discriminating. Because discrimin- if you were a discriminating person, that was actually, that used to be meant as a compliment. Do you think that's the first word they successfully redefined? Interesting. Because I, I this has everything to do with the first uh, part, tolerate. That's called right. uh, undiscriminating. I mean, for, for example, when, when we tell someone if you're a convicted felon, you can't vote, we're discriminating against them you, because you have, you, have, you have committed an act that um, has, discrim- has, has essentially disqualified you. Uh, you disqualified yourself, so now we will discriminate against you based on your own self-disqualification by your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that at the very least, what you're proposing is, is on a short list of terms that, that set, the, pardon me, set the stage for where we are now. And so because of that, I'll buy that. I don't know if it's the term, but it's certainly on that list for sure. I'm selling on this because I agree with you. We already know what number four is, which makes it all the more chilling that people can't be bothered to deal with it because it's a terrible solution. But what do you think of Aaron's addendum about uh, retconning the term discrimination is one of the one of the genesis points of all of this? This has always been about uh, seducing us with language. Absolutely. That's not the only term. Diversity is our strength. Why? What's inherently good, bad, or otherwise? Why take 10 people at random? If they're all white, all black, mixed, why is one on its face better than... There there isn't a reason. Yeah, it doesn't tell us anything about the character of the people. Nothing. Something in the last couple of years that, you know, whatever is not left of America was actually starting to get good at in in terms of the language wars was calling people groomers. And there's still a a lot of that going on, but we have people on our own own side, whatever the heck that is, People on our, well, that's a little bit too extreme. No, no. Uh, we kind of uh, blocked ourselves uh, a little bit there. So what were you going to say, Steve? Sorry. Amy and I are, you know, this is what you guys have to look forward to, you and Bella, when you get older. When you get older, you start having to look for new things and different things because it almost feels like you've done a bunch of stuff already, you know, when you get into your 50s. So we're doing this thing now where um, we're doing this 52-week movie challenge. All right. And so this past week, the the movie was a film 
featuring animals, you know? And so we originally thought, well, I mean, there's so many of the Disney classics that, you know, everybody loves. That could be one of the films. And then we were scrolling through our Amazon Prime menu and saw there was a 1999 version of Animal Farm done that has like Kelsey Grammer and a bunch of people doing the voices. And Amy and I both love that book. It's one of my all-time favorite books. So we thought, all right, well, we'll make that our, you know, the movie that we're going to do about animals. It's been at least, I mean, I, I read this book every year. I, I was introduced to it. I know it's going to sound weird. I was introduced to it uh, in an advanced uh, placement class in the sixth grade at zoo school. Yes, that's, I went to school in a zoo for a year. It's a whole thing. Okay. Uh, but, in, and, and I, that was the first time I ever read Animal Farm and was introduced to it. And I was just blown away by it. And so every year for like the next 20 years, I read the book like every single year, just as a reminder of, you know, uh, what we were up against with the Soviet Union and where it came from and where things would go. And they, we start having kids now and you're busy. So it's probably been now maybe uh, almost 20 years since I've read it the last time, the early 2000s, I think. And so getting to experience this kind of all over again, you know. And there were moments that we just had like pause it and look at each other and we're just like, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it is so, it is so prophetic for what is happening yeah. right now. The redefinitions of terms and everything else. I mean, it is just, yep. wow. And this, and this version isn't really completely faithful to the book either. It takes some creative liberties, but it, it captures the spirit of the book nevertheless. And it is just, wow. Yeah. Sorry, uh, addendum there. Yeah. Dig digression, I mean, yes. Next up, we go to Nino, who says, after World War II, the greatest generation came home and gave birth to the worst generation. There's a lot of truth to that in some respects. Um, they spoiled rotten their children too much. It's, it was a little bit like, hey, we lived through a Great Depression and nearly lost this entire thing called Western civilization. And they, they did spoil their kids too much. There, there's some... There is some truth to that for sure. Yeah, but going down the pike, every generation that comes thereafter and doesn't learn from that is going to be on par yeah. with the the boomers. Uh, Adam says overuse of the term literally for things that were not literal at all was must the precipice a, of changed language. <laughs> That's must good. be a Jesse Kelly listener. He's all over that. He hates the word literally. Uh, Karsten's ag uh, writes. Dude, you're, you're not getting away with this. You used sausage and arrears in the same sentence. Um, clear dude yeah, code told violation. You. Told so. you they were coming. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Ryan Ben says, it feels like the 49ers are more of a Midwest team than the Chiefs. I mean, I guess, you know, with the Brock Purdy thing, the last pick in the draft, and he's a very outspoken, you know, Kurt Warner kind of outspoken, you know, Super Bowl quarterback with his faith, you know. I, I guess see, I can see some of that. It's a, it's a win-win this, this week. I, I was happy to get to the AFC Championship game. If the Chiefs win, that's awesome. That's the undisputed best five-year run and any team in NFL history. And don't at me on that. It's just undisputed. There's, there's, no, there's no questioning it. If they lose, Brock Purdy, he makes the state of Iowa proud. And I'm proud to have a, a, a brother in Christ who's so outspoken being a Super Bowl winner. So... I, it's a win-win scenario for me. You know, it's very easy to make these kinds of rational 
It is indeed. Calculations mm-hmm. when you've seen your team win, what, yeah. uh, uh, two Super Bowls in the last yep. few years? Yep. Yeah, it is. It's yep. a lot easier. Similar to me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worked up about losing the head coach and stuff right now. Even off the air, you guys haven't heard me be verklempt about it. I got to see us win an Addy, man. I'm good for a couple of years. I'm good for at least for a couple of years. That may be all we have left of this country anyway. So I might just be good. I'm good. Todd, your thoughts? This query is beneath me. Next up, Gary Rasmussen Jr. says, The seemingly never-endless sickness that seems to plague everyone will shave five to ten years off of life expectancy in this country and others with high jab rates. Seems like everyone is sick all the time since COVID. This year especially. I'm not sure about the last couple of years, but this year especially. Yeah, but your immune system is cratering. Nice job, everyone. I know a guy who does a, a sports podcast I listen to in my spare time. I believe this is at least the fourth or fifth time he has gotten COVID. Okay, so um, I'll buy, but I also think it's it could very well be the virus itself because they're the same thing. The vaccine you were sold and the virus are the same thing thing they're different strains of the same thing and therefore everybody is a science experiment right now everybody is everybody is finding out in real time with the long-term ramifications of exposure to either those shots or that virus manufactured from the same materials by the same people everybody's finding out in real time and 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 it will happen over a long period of time as well well that that's partially true but the the actual the actual injection of the vaccine and the spike protein that's supposed to stay in your arm but doesn't is a different animal on top of that well the virus is the what is produces the spiked the spiked protein too that's what's different about this vaccine uh, the technology it's, it's like is they're, they're not injecting an inert form of the virus they're producing the very spiked protein that the virus but it's, produces it's, it's entering your system inorganically uh, that's true i agree we have but I mean, the whole is, thing i think the whole thing's inorganic i think the whole thing well, is i, I don't know i think they're turmeric goulashes both but of them I, are i just uh, get getting it via the vaccine is is worse than getting it naturally for the average healthy person. I I agree with that too, because you are attempting to circumvent your natural immune system's ability to fight it. Yes, I agree. And so therefore you're giving yourself a double whammy. I, I just think in the end though, I agree with that, but in the end, everybody is an, everybody is an, as a lab animal because of what they've done. Everybody is. For those of you keeping score at home on your uh, day show bingo, we now add chimeric goulash to sausage and arrears this segment. <laughs> uh, next. It's getting dark in here. <laughs> next, Chris Bates says, we are not a melting pot. We're a witch's Correct. brew. Nailed it. Yeah, we haven't been a melting pot for a long time, man. I mean, a it's long time. It's been about 100 time. years. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's been 100 years, but it's, it's at least... Um, we at least have not been a melting pot since the early days after 9-11. That was probably the end of the melting pot right there. So I'll buy. 
Next, we go to Barrett Hubbard. Sorry, Todd, did you want to get on in on that? You no, I bought. No, okay. Perfect. Barrett Hubbard says, The weakness of the American church and complete apathy of the American voter is confirmation that this once great nation is indeed under the judgment of God. Yeah. Bye. I'm going to sell because I, I think it's a flip of a coin that it's the result of a judgment of God or it is a testing that leads to the judgment of God. And I'm not really sure which is which. I don't have like a specific prophetic portal to the Holy Spirit. So I, I don't know which is which. I think it is very likely that this is true, but I also think it is very possible that this kind of testing and our result to it or our response to it can also incur the judgment of God. So I'll sell, but I'm okay with a buy too. I just think the other possibility is possible. That's why I sold to explain it. I, I think we have responded. I think, again, that's why I said what I said today about January 31st. Just, just look, it, it, we all know if we're honest about this, if we had been presented with this 20 years ago, we would have thought there's no way we stand for this. People, men in the streets saying over my dead body. Nope. 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 We've responded. We've told you we're comfortable with this. We're good. It's okay. Now for some whiplash. Uh, let's go. Brandenburg <laughs> says uh, the f- worst fourth installment of movie franchises. Now this, this could be f- this. This is one of the more fascinating lists I think we've ever done. Because there have not been a lot of these, and most of them have not been good. All right, so I'm looking forward to this. Go ahead. Number five, Thor, Love and Thunder. It's an abomination. Absolute. The movie's an abomination. Um, Russell Crowe's Jaime Jimenez sounding Zeus, just talking about orgies. I mean, it's, 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 it's. It's the uh, it's the bottoms menu at the Pride Parade uh, version of an MCU film. Just a complete and total abomination. And Taiki Waititi should have been forced to do a hundred thousand hail marys and and an overnight, maybe a week in a stockade before given a contract to do another film. That's how bad that movie is. Bye. In case you were I haven't wondering, haven't seen it. Bye. Number four, Batman and Robin. It's not that bad of a movie, man. It's not. Okay. It's not. But I'm going to buy it being on the list. If you were to go back and watch it today, you're like, it's not that good, but it's really not that bad. Okay. But given that it, that it compelled Warner Brothers to reboot an entire franchise and gave us Christopher Nolan's masterpiece trilogy, I'll buy. I'll buy. Number three, Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, bad. yes, yes. Just, I mean, just. Really bad. Uh, how about, how about Indy, uh, Indy survives in a nuclear blast by hopping into a uh, icebox. And that was like the best part of the movie. Might have been. Might have been. The, the, the two least plausible survivals I can remember in a movie is the, is remember the, the year we had the multiple meteor movies 
the the is it deep impact is the one where Morgan Freeman's the president and yeah. Elijah Wood dro- jumps on a motorcycle and outruns the uh, the the tidal wave that's going to destroy yes. humanity on a motorcycle right okay yes. and there's that and then uh, Indiana Jones escaping a point blank nuclear blast by hanging out in an ice box then he comes out like 15 minute no fallout no radiation you know, you know, you know, I mean well, the yeah. thing got launched like a mile into the distance too not even yes. yeah yeah that, that's a great call very disappointing film yes uh next the last one wasn't we didn't that go through bad. all of them yeah okay okay uh number two superman four this is one of the worst films i've ever seen in a movie theater is <laughs> superman four the quest for peace <laughs> it's so bad and and that's the, so cheaply made it's like superman's suit is like aqua or turquoise because their coloring is bad Okay, and the the story of this movie is that um, the studio did not want to make this film, and and they wanted to make a more aggressive film. Christopher Reeve put his foot down, and he wanted to make a film about nuclear proliferation, and make a peacenik movie. Okay, and basically guilted Margot Kidder and Gene Hackman and stuff to come back and do another version. And so this is where Superman gathers up all the nuclear weapons in the world to bring peace to the world. I've still never seen it. It's 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 dreadful. I mean, it is absolute dreck. And that's coming from a guy. I mean, this is my childhood hero, man. Okay. But Superman for the quest for peace. And it's in response to a kid who writes him a letter. You know, because, you know, Superman hasn't yeah, done yeah, enough. Please. Why don't you save us from the nuclear weapons, too? I mean, the whole thing. It's just it's it's appalling. And it's one of those films that you're like, did they know as they were making it that it was this bad? Did they know? You know, I mean, it. It, it, it might be fun to watch now, actually, just just to laugh at like a Star Wars holiday special. It's that level of cringe. The whole movie is. Todd, any thoughts? I've still never seen it. Number one, Phantom Menace. Yeah, eh, I think I you're don't being think a it little, should. It, this should not be number one on the list. Yeah. It should not be number one. No, on the list. It, it should because of the context. There's no none of these were. I mean, it was the most anticipated follow-up of, of all time going back and doing star wars again nothing none of the other four even compare no one needed a fourth of those and i remember steve is this 99 yeah it came out in 1999 yeah so i i, I remember downloading that trailer man on a 288 dial-up modem Oh, the trailer's great. It took like two hours to download the, that the thing because tra- I, I had I couldn't wait to watch it. Do you remember the movie that it was That's first? So- the trailer was first attached to here locally. Yeah, I had to, it was attached to a movie that Mark Hamill is in that was based on a popular PC game called Wing Commander. Mm. All right, and Freddie Prince Jr. is in the film. It's an awful film. All right, went to see Wing Commander opening night to see the Phantom Menace trailer on the big screen. Every seat at the theater sold out. Every seat after the trailer ran. Almost everybody got up and I walked out. There's only like eight or nine of us left in the, in the theater. So we're in our mid to late 20s yeah. when this comes out. Yeah. And I'm, I, when I see this movie and what's, how Star, for our age, Steve, the, Star Wars is just in our DNA. doesn't matter what we think about pop culture sure. now. It's just in our DNA. Yeah. And I remember the intellectual and emotional battle when that movie's done. Like, can I, am I allowed to say Star Wars is bad? I couldn't even come to like this is that this right. doesn't even come close to hitting the mark. I mean, cool Star Wars battles, but the story was just 
Yippee. Yeah, yeah. The kid Jake Lloyd, who played Anakin, earned the nickname Mannequin Skywalker for how uh, no, stilted his yeah. acting was. And then he, he's he's hitting. He's eight, hitting on a you know grown woman. Basically, uh, I, listen. The story's bad. Okay, it's bad. But there are two scenes in that film that are among the greatest scenes in all of Star Wars history: the pod race, and then the fight with Obi Wan, lightsaber battle, Qui Gon, sure. and and Darth it's Maul, and the, and the duel of the fates playing in the background. For that, that's those are two of the best scenes in the history of Star Wars, and um, and better those two better scenes than any of the other movies on that list have. I would not put it on that list, therefore, because of that. All right, uh, moving on. Another list here. Uh, Go Bucks and Cancer Sucks says Mount Rushmore of albums turning 40 this year. Wow. Purple Rain by Prince. I mean, that's incredible. 40. That was huge. It's also an incredible album. Speaking of like just looking back at what it, I mean, that was ever present. The peak era of, uh, I mean, you would have had, you know, Footloose came out that year. The peak era of the motion picture soundtrack. Look at all. Yeah. All of I mean, that. This, this in list one is year? In, yeah, this list me? is incredible. Yeah. 1984 by Van Halen. I mean, yeah. it's an all-time classic yep. album, man. Yeah. Born in the USA by Springsteen. I that's an all-time classic album, man. Yeah. Sports by Huey Lewis and the News. That's an mm-hmm. all-time classic album, man. Yeah. And I think Footloose came out that year too, and it's not even on that list. It had like that, that album produced like five top 10 songs, I want to say, and four of them went number 1. So that was quite a year. Tigers went, won the World Series. That was quite a year. The 80s was a fun time to be a kid. A hanging over us, global, ther- global th- thermonuclear war, of right, course, but right. uh, we had fun. Other than that, I mean, we. it was a great time to grow up, man. It really was. We rode our bikes everywhere. I mean, we were really the last generation that got to do that. The last generation, you know, uh, and it, it started to go out a little bit even, you know, because we had Adam Walsh and Johnny Gosh, and, mm-hmm. but we were really the last generation that, you know, mom was like, you know, dinner's at six, yeah. you know, just be home for dinner. Yeah. And nobody had a clue where you were the rest of the day until then. Right. You know, we were kind of the last generation that you can say that about. You wouldn't dare do that with your kids nowadays. No. Not in a million years. Not even with phones and everything else where they could call you right away. You wouldn't dare do it. <sighs> yeah. That's it for now. We'll have a lot more in the overtime. Just spending hours playing basketball at the park or baseball. We did that. We were probably the last generation that did that. We were probably the last generation that did pick up baseball. I remember going on a walk with Bella a couple of years ago uh, through our neighborhood at the time. And uh, there were a group of boys, probably six, seven, eight, nine, probably teenage boys out on the park playing, out in the park playing basketball. And we were Mm -hmm. just like, what is, what, what are they doing? Where do they get off playing basketball? We didn't have that reaction, but it's just so uncommon now. Yeah, we, there's a beautiful park the city has right by my house. It has a great basketball court there, and it's almost always adult males playing there, not kids. So, yeah. We'll come back. The Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will be here next. All right, back here with the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, who may have some competition, by the way. I just got a text from my son, Noah. He is working on a paper, Daniel, for school. 
uh, linking uh, the open border to human trafficking. And he was watching uh, some uh, video testimony of uh, Senator Ted Cruz grilling Mayorkas uh, to get some quotes for his paper. And he just texted me uh, an excerpt from his paper after he quoting what uh, Mayorkas and Cruz were saying to each other back and forth. This you could have written this. Okay, (laughs) my son writes. His next line, his, his, his summary line analyzing the clip, quote, either Mayorkas was lying and is completely incompetent at his job, or Mayorkas was telling the truth and is completely incompetent at his job. <laughs> right. All right, is, Steve. <laughs> that is something that, 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 that you that's could have a written. a proud moment. Yes. Uh, it's like my son coming and saying, hey, there's Democrats at the bottom, bottom of the garbage can. Should I hose them out? You know, <laughs> that's... I mean, this is how you make red states red. It starts with the family. It really does. (laughs) (laughs) And then in Todd's family, you know, (laughs) they'll say we got vaccines at the bottom of the garbage. (laughs) When you're living through the end of your civilization, it's the little moments like these that you just need to learn to cherish. Indeed. All right, so I mentioned this to our, our, our audience at the top of the show, and I want to now double back and have you give us the details, all right? Because we got 99 problems right now, all right? So why in the hell is South Dakota, of all places, trying to import California's voting policies? What, what's the point of this? What are they doing? How did this even get on a legislative agenda why is this needed in South Dakota, of all places? You know, Steve, I don't know. So to this day, I actually don't have an answer. Usually it's the healthcare cartel, the education cartel, There's some or some PC thing. I actually can't figure it out. But it's broadly the fact that – so in South Dakota, like a lot of these red states, the agencies and the departments run the state 365 days a year, and then you have three minutes for the legislature to come in. You have like an 1890s legislature with a demonic, uh, you know, record budget of of the executive branch, and we have all this stuff, and there's no there's no agenda there. Okay, I, I mean, I've talked to friends there. There's nothing going on. You know, how you see in Florida every day, House committee passes something else on, you know, guns. Hold on, are we allowed to talk stuff? about? Are we allowed to talk about Florida again here in conservative no, we media? Are. That's that's been cleared no, by I the was tower. Told we are. It's okay to acknowledge Florida is good again. All right, good. Just wanted to clarify. Yep. Continue no, on. It, Thank it, you. Yes, it, it definitely is. And maybe we could take that acknowledgement and say, well, why can't we cut and paste that to states where? Democrats have no ability to win, and there aren't enough Democrats in the South Dakota legislature. I think there's three or four, maybe three Democrats in the state Senate um, to populate the committees. They don't even have enough to to put them around. So they're they're doing nothing there. And then in pops this bill, and it says, you know, introduced by this member on behalf of the Secretary of State. They do that in South Dakota, kind of like when they had the lockdown bill, it said on behalf of the governor. So, mm-hmm. you know, she can't run away from that. So it, in comes that, and, and they have two things. Number one, um, they, they're getting rid of the 30-day registration requirement. So you have to have residency in the state 30 days before you register to vote. So you don't just come in there and the next minute register to vote. But then the bigger kicker is that what's connected to that is they changed what, what the def, definition of domicile means. It's no longer 
uh, you know, having a permanent dwelling, like an apartment or, or, or a house or something like that. Um, but, but basically anything, I mean, it could be a PO box, could be an RV, um, probably a tent or parking yourself under a bridge there. So what that means is that you could park an RV there that day and register to vote. Um, now this is not just an incidental thing. It happens to be South Dakota gets a lot of RV people coming in. All right. So I, I got an email when I met, when I teased this at the top of the show, a woman named Jolie Hicks who lives in South Dakota. Here's what she wrote me, quote, I conjecture that they're trying to loosen our voting requirements because we have a large and growing illegal immigrant population and big ag really wants to take away local control, get rid of small to mid-sized farms. And they're hoping to do this by registering this group of people that they hire illegals to vote. That's what she said. I mean, to be fair, they do have voter ID and other protections that I don't yet, to my knowledge, see illegals voting there. So I'm saying just because you do this scheme, it wouldn't self-execute on illegals voting. But I can see what she's saying builds the foundation for that. And broadly speaking, by the way, that is the goal of the special interests in red states, destroying family farms, destroying property rights like we see in the Dakotas and Iowa um, with this carbon captured uh, retardation. Uh, so that is a problem. But I think broadly what we know in front of us is that a lot of people come, they're kind of stateless or they have a state, but they're retired and they travel around on our, in, in RVs all year. And they put South Dakota as their residence because there's no state income tax there. Um, and some other taxes are low, and that's understandable. Um, but why would you want them to vote? I mean, you know, and, and here's the deal. A friend of mine who was on the committee – said during the hearing at the House State Affairs Committee, you literally, he's never seen anything like this. You had guys zooming from all over the world saying, hey, no, yeah, I'd, I'd like to vote there. And they weren't even in the state. And so one guy who hasn't even been to the state, but he advocated for voting there. And they just passed it 11 to 2 out of committee. But What's so the I, benign, I innocent where, explanation for this? I have no idea. No, Steve, like if it were Democrats, I'd understand what they're trying to do with that. But Democrats really aren't a factor there unless somehow the establishment guys are worried about the grassroots and the primaries, you know, getting getting the best of them. And they think somehow the RV dudes will vote more for their people. I don't know. I, I literally don't know. Uh, they 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 claim the only thing I saw is they claim that the 30 day period is kind of ambiguous as to where it starts. OK, so let's clarify it. Why? Why repeal it? Or some said that it will be challenged in the courts. Um, But other states do have residency requirements. And and, and since when was – since when did we refrain from doing the right thing? Because maybe it will be challenged in court. Um, Just uh, their excuses are even more – offensive than the bill itself but steve here's the good here's the good news and and this ties into what i heard you talk about in montana and we now have this in in iowa with uh, the the military veteran cassidy being charged and indicted on uh, hate crimes we have under our sphere of influence the ability to to create a political kill zone perimeter where nothing demonic, nothing cultural Marxist, nothing liberal, legislative, executive, personnel policy resides in our sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. And if we only stopped talking about Taylor Swift and did this, it would work. So I just did a tweet on this. And from what I heard, 
in House conference leadership were saying they name dropped me. And they are starting to, to slow walk this. It passed almost unanimously out of the Senate, almost unanimously out of House committee, and was headed today to the floor. We, we at least have it in contention now from the tweet of one guy that nobody's ever heard of whose ratings are in the toilet. You know, and uh, you, know, you, you talk about the top 30 on iTunes. I'm not even in the top 30. So you could imagine if you had all of them every day focus on, you know, the Montana kidnapping, uh, this in South Dakota. What's going on in Iowa? Every state, we could be doing this every day. We could focus, by the way, simultaneously on the primaries. But then again, Mitha Trump is endorsing the very people that we say we don't like. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's the biggest lesson to me in 2024. Damn it, it doesn't have to be this way. I would imagine there's some conservative legislation in South Dakota that people were told it's not going to make the funnel date. We don't have the votes, despite the fact that technically they do, given the demographic breakdown of the legislature. But nevertheless, an attempt to motor voter, California motor voter, this state, they couldn't get that thing through the committee fast enough. That, that's what they tend to do. And, and, and by the way, there's no such alacrity to fix existing holes in election law. So South Dakota, for example, has 45 days of absentee balloting. Um, you know, there's there are members that want to fix that, but there's no rush to do that. And and by the way, there is a very famous governor of that state um, that, that can be influenced and she badly wants to be VP. So if you ever wanted to get good things passed this session, mm-hmm. now might be the time to do it because you might get yes for an answer this time. Um, but I mean, this is what I'm finding broadly. I go around the map. What else am I dealing with? North Dakota has an open governor's race, open seat, once in a decade opportunity. And right now we have two candidates in the race or getting into the race who are to the left of, you know, your typical Kevin McCarthy. So one guy is the congressman who is one of the leaders of the Rhino Freedom Caucus. That's the group to the left of um, leadership called the Tuesday Group. Big global warming guy, Ukraine guy. A visa guy, and uh, he just uh, every day he has a new bill at House Judiciary to uh, let criminals out of prison or just some sort of pro criminal stuff. That guy, you know, he'll walk into a governorship if we don't get a field. And the biggest observation I have for your audience is that we've gone backwards since the Tea Party era in primaries. We don't field candidates. We don't have anything. I mean, imagine having a state like Massachusetts or California where you have an open governorship or something like that, and there's no liberal candidate to run. Mm-hmm. That's, That's not unfathomable. Even an Can't even fathom something and, like that. Yeah. I mean, you only have conservative Democrats running. Um, and if you did have a, a liberal one, they wouldn't have a chance to win because Biden and Kamala Harris would endorse the conservative <laughs> Democrat. Um, and that's kind of what we had because. Um, Trump is now Lindsey Gramming Doug Burgum, and Doug Burgum's liberal uh, lieutenant governor wants to run. So now we're scared that if she runs and Doug Burgum supports, well, you know, who do you think Doug Burgum's first call is going to be? Uh, yeah. So now you try recruiting, uh, you know, against that. Oh, and by the way, a lot of people are quoting um, there's this clip from the senator, Senator Kramer, who's lambasting conservatives for opposing the Langford immigration bill, you know, to formally codify into law that a flow of 5,000 a day is permitted. And, um, 
you know, everyone's like, well, how the heck did that guy get in there from North Dakota? I was like, well, he's actually in cycle right now, and the primary is in June. But sorry to tell you that Meta Trump endorsed him, so we can't exactly recruit against him. I mean, this I mean, we're is in an environment. Happens. We're in an environment. Matt Rosendale, who I met uh, in 2022 when I spoke at the Montana uh, uh, Reagan dinner in, in June of 2022. I met Matt. He was there. He spoke to uh, probably doesn't remember. We met for like 10 minutes. And this is a guy that is currently being hammered because he uh, by Trump's people, uh, because he voted for the actual immigration compromise that Trump himself was advocating as president. He voted for it to to be loyal to Trump. And now they are running a guy in a primary to critique him for uh, for voting the way the Trump people are for for voting the way on this issue that they wanted him to vote. By the way, this is the bill that uh, DeSantis was attacked for not voting for and being disloyal to Trump. Okay, so they attacked DeSantis for not being loyal to Trump by voting against the amnesty bill Trump tried to do. And now in Montana, they are attacking. Do I have this right? They are attacking Rosendale for voting for this amnesty deal that was actually Trump's amnesty deal. Do I have this right? You have that correct, except that's not why they're attacking him. They're attacking him because he didn't take the phone call from Trump Oh, back last January during the uh, McCarthy McCarthy thing that we that MAGA hates, but you're supposed to like, I mean, this is the type of bullcrap we're dealing with left and right. And and by the way, this is McConnell recruited the guy, the she guy to to run. So now it's see, it used to be we had a clear division line between who is Tea Party, who is McConnell. Now, we didn't always have the resources to beat them, but it was known and we could strive for that. Now, not only you know, do, do do the McConnell guys of this generation just get the, you know, blood on their doorpost and, and, and they're good to go. But now they could call in airstrikes against our guys. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. McConnell recruits. And then they're like, hey, you know, this guy's disloyal to Trump. And we're just totally screwed. That's because we're um, not. It's not an issue based. It used to be an issue based party. The Republican Party is now like the Democrats. It's a coalition-based party. So it really comes down to which coalition are you in, regardless of what your beliefs are. And and that's that's exactly what Trump how Trump wanted to remake it. He didn't want to make it an issue-based party. Yep. He wanted to make it into a coalition-based party, and he has been successful at doing that. It's that's and, what and it Steve, is. Are you in his coalition or McConnell's coalition? And it doesn't or someone else's. And it doesn't matter what your record is, what your belief system is. That's how you get Elise Stefanik and Matt Gates, you know, on the same team when they're when their liberty scores are totally different. That's how you do it. It's they're in the same. They're in a Trump coalition. So it doesn't doesn't matter what their positions on the issues are. It just matters what their position on, on Mr. Trump is. And just to hammer home the point of everything we're talking about, the typical response I'll get when I point this out on Twitter, like, hey, you know, we wanted a primary Kramer, but Trump endorsed him. Daniel, do you want Joe Biden? Do you want Joe Biden? And there's actually a middle ground between, like, you know, voting for Biden or not voting for Trump. There's nine and a half months until you have to, you know, have that ballot. That ballot is not perpetually in front of your eyes. That's a one second decision. There's a third option where you actually could support Trump against Biden, but get him off of bad endorsements, right? And and actually focus on the congressional primaries, which are just beginning, and the red state legislatures and the federal budget bill. 
I mean, and then getting Trump to build a ground game, getting him on message. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of action items that we could do for the next nine and a half months. It's not about that you're standing in perpetuity for two years minus a day of, will you vote for the Republican in the general election? Huh? Huh? You know, we need to move a little bit beyond that. So that's to answer the question of, oh, are you supporting Trump in, in November 5th? Well, you know, I can't be more pro-Trump than he is himself. And this is part of it. It's it's also not November 5th. So we're not. Yeah. Although I guess maybe you can start voting in South Dakota based <laughs> on going back to the start of this conversation. You start voting next week if you want. Maybe you live in a tent. Start voting there. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff as always, my friend. Thank you. Take care. All right, let's get some uh, closing thoughts here in the final minute from you two. What do you think? Was it just me or is like Daniel is somehow giddy and optimistic in that segment as I would not say optimistic, but giddy. Yes. I don't know. He seemed to he seemed to be rays of sunshine in, in places that I, I I've I'm at least on this day I'm tapped out on. Bravo, Daniel. Scraping the garbage can gets you places. Yeah, that last <laughs> segment, it's just Tower of Babel. Yeah. stuff that's why i don't talk about this stuff get into it break it down i just i don't care I just it's don't care. well it's impossible how yeah. would you do that yeah I, I can't i don't know how yeah yeah so desantis betrayed trump by not supporting his amnesty deal but we're going to attack rosendale the same people are because he did support amnesty which is the amnesty actually that was trump's amnesty deal that he attacked desantis for not supporting have you guys follow me on this i don't care neither do i romans 828 this is steve dace on the Blaze Radio Network.